Welcome, everybody, to the Collar and Elbow Resident Podcast. I'm pretty sure we have recovered from our technical difficulties that we have had recently, Time which is which is why there's a delay in this episode getting out. Yes. Um, we have recorded it three separate times, and so hopefully this is the one. Hmm. Um, but I am Kenny Oak, your favorite co-host, uh, joined with, as always, by... <laughs> okay, we we can yeah. call him 1B, 2A maybe, Chris Harris. The numbers don't lie, so I'm not going to get into an argument with you over it, but um, it's good to be here. Good to be still back. still like you. There were still a few people that voted. Yeah, it was a low percentage. It was much like our results we'll see later, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, how, how have you been since, well, I guess, the last time we tried since, this? And uh, since yeah, a, since a lot of like things have happened since. Yeah, we, we tried like a week ago or something. It didn't work. We tried multiple times uh, at that point. Frustration came. We did not overcome it. We did not. Because we had recorded like close to an hour we, of content and none of it. None of it none counted. Of it. It, was all, it was all just free. So <laughs> no, no more of that. I'm doing well, Bubs. You know I'm, I'm working out of a suitcase right now, doing a little traveling. And uh, kind of pulling a, one of your angles, you know, out here... Yes. Doing some TDY stuff, as you will. I'll and be doing that in a couple weeks. I'll be down in San Antonio on remote. We never are consistently in our homes at a, at a reliable no. pace. But I'm doing well. I'm back. A lot of things have happened in wrestling, some important stuff, some maybe not important, but uh, some cool things have developed, and I'm ready to talk about that with you because we actually have a bit to talk about as far as the agenda today to catch up from uh, yeah. our failures last week. Absolutely. There's quite a bit to get into as uh, it's the first episode of NXT on USA was this week. Uh, AEW has uh, officially announced the name for their weekly television show. We had Clash of Champions. I forgot about that. We that did. was exactly <laughs> right. That's such a problem. Yeah. That was just and the there other was day. And there's some so. significant stuff that happened. So, yeah, and from everything that I finally caught up with, I did end up watching most of it now up to until uh, this point. And uh, not good or bad. It was a good WWE pay per view. I, I mean, I think we know what that Let's, means at this point. So, yeah. So, kind of anything you No, I mean, what do you want? What do you want to get into first? We can dive into something. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to get it. Let's go ahead and start with uh, NXT's first foray into live television on the USA Network. But, Bubs, before we get into that, I want to talk about the newest sponsor, the newest member of the Collar and Elbow family, and that's Manscaped, who is the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. And I tell you, I got the complete package in on Monday – it came with the lawnmower 2.0, and if you don't know who Manscaped is or you know who they are and haven't bought any products, you have to go and get some stuff from them. They, like I said, they're the number one in the men's below-the-belt grooming. They have precision-engineered tools, bubs for your family jewels. And it just it reminds me of a time when I was younger i was dating i was trying to impress this woman turns out she's my wife now so 
Um, turns out I'm still trying to impress her, but one night I thought I would get myself all nice and smooth down there. So all I had at my disposal were the barbershop clippers. You know the big giant ones that they use to butcher your head? Yeah. Instead of being all nice and smooth, I turned into something that was a little more bloody and stumpy. I don't have to worry about that anymore because Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer with their lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't snick or snag your nuts. And let me tell you, bubs, I've never been smoother. And we're going to pass that opportunity back on to you guys because like Ken is saying, he received some stuff with them. I have some stuff waiting for me at my house as well, and we want to pass some of those advantages on to you guys. You can get 20% off and free shipping if you use our code at manscaped.com. Use our code ELBOW, E-L-B-O-W, for 20% off your order and free shipping, E-L-B-O-W at manscaped.com. I'm excited, Bubs. Absolutely, me too. Now, let's get into the big news of the week, and that is NXT's first shot at live television. Yes. It happened last night. Did. We had Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong for the North American title. The story going into that was Undisputed Era. Just, they're trying to hold out something we've been talking about for a while now that we've wanted, and they finally pulled the trigger on it. And what a night to do it. An ideal night to do it because even though the show started off a little different than maybe a lot of us would have, have expected, the the hour that we saw on, on USA TV, the hour that drew... Um, 1.2 million viewers, so the dirt sheets are saying, was a solid opening show with a hell of a match that you and I are definitely going to talk to here in just a minute about how excited we were throughout the match due to basically the the work by both uh, Roddy and Velveteen Dream. And, oh, I was marking out for sure. Yeah, there was some, some good stuff that happened, and Undisputed Era as a stable is so powerful, and we've wanted that. We've been talking about that for a long time. So and overall, the hour on TV that they put on was definitely watchable. And I think 1.2 million for the first show, when this really hasn't been advertised very hard. This, this That's of, a strong number. That is a very strong number. They've been kind of advertising you know, the, the date where they go to two hours. But this one hour kind of you know, preliminary type of stuff that they're doing over the next, I think, two Kickoff, weeks, so to say. Yeah, is kind of get to establish a bit of a footprint and see some initial viewers and what they got to do. And 1.2 is a nice number, and I liked what I saw on TV, although it was weird to watch NXT and to see commercials, especially to see an AEW commercial. We'll talk about that in a second. But to actually have the show interrupted was weird and different, but it did make me feel like I was watching something a little more special than a network TV taping, if you will. Yeah, I... That is something that felt weird to me as well. You, you had the main event, and there were, I believe, two commercial breaks. Yeah, I think so. During the main event, I always hate commercial breaks during matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was definitely very weird. Kind of took away a little bit of the uniqueness that was watching NXT on the network. Um, of course, they have like your breaks, but it was for network stuff, right? So to see, like, legit commercials, it was very weird. But all in all, I think it was a very strong showing for NXT. And to get a 1.2 with very minimum advertising, mm-hmm. uh, I think, speaks to the strength of the brand 
and the strength of the WWE machine. Yeah. And I like, I said this when they first announced Wednesday was going to be a thing, you know, several months ago, that WWE had the opportunity, already being on USA, to get ahead of AEW on TV. And that's exactly what they're doing here with these kind of, these pre-show, you know, these leaders where we're just getting a tease and they're going to be on TV for two hours, I think a full week ahead or maybe two of AEW TV. So they're already taking that footprint away from AEW as far as maybe the casual viewer. And if they can continue to push some storylines, they can, the storylines are really, gets, is what's going to, I think, tell We want Ciampa. We, we do, and there's, the rumors are saying that he's, of course, almost fully healed or, or healed. So there's great stuff that can happen at the beginning part of October, storyline-wise, that I think can invest all of us from staying on USA and not flipping the channel to All Elite. But, I mean, I'm, All Elite's going to get the benefit of the doubt. First ever show, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see what yeah. happens. And from there, we're, we're really going to be able to tell who's more dedicated, who's putting on more stuff for the fans, Who's more entertaining as a TV show? I will be so mad if I'm watching AEW and they bring out Tommaso Ciampa on NXT. Yeah, and you miss I'll it. I'll be so mad, yeah. and I miss it. And that might be what they do. <sighs> and so I'll have to watch NXT. Anyway, Something do you that. think... I have, I have a question, though. Yeah. With... NXT getting 1.2 million viewers mm-hmm. in its first show. What do you think AEW, what's a realistic number that you think AEW could pull on their first night? Uh, like a hot, I mean, we're, we're, it's not going to be a million. TN, TNT as think a, so either. I, TNT as a, think as it's a 750? Program. Yeah, it's something, I'm thinking something in the fives to sixes to sevens. Just it's not going to be anything like what Impact was getting, like oh, like one hundred thousand. Well, it's no, not, not going to be that. No, no, no. I, I don't think so. I just think that the lack it's going to be of... help that it's on TNT, right? And truth be told, there's a lot of unfortunately a lot of fans that are I don't want to say complaining because that's it. That's not true. But they're they're trying to find ways to watch it live because a lot of folks don't have cable anymore. They've gone to true. They've gone to Hulu and maybe and not Hulu Live, like just traditional Hulu where you can watch the day after and Netflix. Or like we have YouTube TV. Right. So we have the uh, the capability to watch um, you know several of these prime channels, but a lot of folks really don't because cable has become a thing of the past, traditional cable at least, and now right. streaming services and and packages with you know select channels on them are really where it's at now so there's a lot of concern on some people that are asking how can i watch tnt illegally is really the question that they're asking how can that's how can i watch usa illegally is some of the stuff that i'm hearing and it's (laughs) i'm not going to bash anybody for their inability to pay for a subscription because you don't have money but because we're i mean we're a part of that generation where you know we're we're trying to get rid of cable we're trying mm-hmm. to push away from the old standard yeah and but those streaming services like the youtube tv sling tv uh hulu live they're very affordable they are and they have almost if you truly want. if you truly want to support the brand that you think is going to be better than the wwe prove it because if you go out and you get these streaming services and you you dedicate your Wednesday nights to AEW, then they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. 
but we have to go out there and prove it with our money. I mean, there's no other way around it. AEW, just because you watch it, you claim you watch it weekly and religiously, but you watch it illegally, that doesn't count towards anything. AEW doesn't get those numbers. Yeah. So, like, you have to... That's going to be tough because a lot of wrestling fans are part of that group that are just... have done away with live television and they find other means, but those other means don't do anything for the companies. Right. And wrestling is not going away now. We're seeing USA will when their deal is up with WWE they will repay, you know, large numbers to keep them on their programming. Fox paid a lot of money to get programming. TNT now has wrestling. Access TV is getting impact. Wrestling is becoming mainstream's the wrong way to say it because I think it is and always has been a part of mainstream. Don't forget NWA weekly television that's coming too. That's true. We don't know where they're going to be as far as television-wise, but that that can be a thing too. So they're on these major these major networks where, I mean, it's almost forcing you to make a decision on how much you want to watch wrestling. Like, you can buy Sling TV. This sounds like we're fucking plugging it, honestly. Because Sling TV has all these channels on it that you can watch your wrestling on and you can watch it live, whereas... Like 25 bucks a month. You can't do that with some of these other services like we've been able to do in the past. Or, you you know, you can illegally stream pay-per-views, of course. You can crack and... or get free subscriptions from the network if you're using a bunch of fake email accounts and all this stuff. So there's there's ways to do it. But wrestling is going to be on major, what, four different major networking channels come yes. October. That's ridiculous. And it's great for all of us because we're going to be overloaded. But we don't have enough time in the world this, to do all this. The no, this is, the best, this is the best time to be alive if you're a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just afraid that people aren't going to appreciated enough to put in the means to watch all of it or yeah. even some of it and if they will it's not going to count towards anything and that that just frustrates me don't let it frustrate you too much because oh i won't because i'm going to be watching we're gonna we're gonna be watching we have the means we have the desires to to do that and we're gonna put in some of those efforts but even even if you can't watch it live, there's ways that you can watch it later. You can watch your highlights. Oh. So everyone's going to still get as much wrestling. It's just when we talk about the point of making sure that an AEW can get credit for all the views, we want to see their true number of views. We don't want to see them pull a like a 1.1, but really it's a 1.5. This, this, those four, or even a two, right? But some of those numbers, which don't is what Raw usually gets. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that the numbers can be you know true and they'll show up to be strong. I don't think this first one, the the one on October fourth, October second, whatever date, October second. I don't think it's going to be in the millions type of range, but I think that that number is certainly going to grow because they're putting out commercials on all major networks. And, and but Bubs, I wanna I wanna throw this out then. It sounds like we're being sponsored by YouTube TV, which we aren't, but yet exactly, but. So I remember the days of ordering a UFC pay-per-view, WWE pay-per-view, and bringing people over, and, and you're splitting the costs. Oh, yes. Watch parties. Guess what? Exactly. Guess what? You can do that now with these streaming services. Mm-hmm. You can put money in together, and one person can have the streaming service, and then you can share it with your friends and family. So you know, you have a couple buddies you want to get this streaming service. You put money together. You can get the streaming service and share it together, and it's still going to count. Yeah. Like 
there's so many ways to do it, but I mean, I, I get off my soapbox right now. And yes, commercials, bubs, it is, it is with what happened. The commercial impact that they're doing is, is very important because they're timing them correctly. Last night, the, the thing that shocked everybody more so than NXT being on TV was the fact that USA ran an All Elite Wrestling TNT commercial. And yes. it, it is shocking to see. I'm, I mean, different they networks advertise on each other all the time. That's a that's a good deal for each of them to be able to do. But to run one during an NXT event almost feels and makes it seem like it was placed there, kind of intentionally, because I don't really think that I, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know if you're able to select time slots of when you want to run your your commercial or if you can just pick certain hours. But very clever, if it was clever, of AEW to plug in an NXT show because that really is the 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 head-to-head market place that you're going to have to hit. Those are the fans that you want to take away. And commercials are very effective. We all still watch a lot of TV. We all still we can get commercials on our phones. So to do that, I think is very aggressive and it shocked me to see it, Bubs, I'll be honest, but AEW is putting together really good video packages and commercials. Yeah, absolutely. And I've liked the commercials that they put out. Um, makes it look like a more edgy programming. Yeah, uh, looks a lot more fun. Uh, but I think it's one of those things that we're just going to have to see what the product actually turns out to be. Now they need to make sure that all of the production kinks have been worked out, because if you have your first show ever on live television and you have the production issues that they've been having at these pay-per-views, yeah. I mean, you're you're dead on arrival at that point. And I think it's time to start talking about what our real expectations are for October second. When I want to keep, I want to make sure I'm saying that date correctly. But the first show, yeah. go ahead and uh, look that up. Yeah, okay, it is October second. That the first show that AEW puts on. Uh, what are our real expectations for that show? I mean, production. We talked about. I can remember four separate times on four separate episodes that you and I have talked about production being the number one thing that will make or break them. So that is an absolute fact, I think, uh, from the cosmetic point. It needs to look really good, and it needs to sound really good. They've had kind of hits and misses on all of their pay-per-views so far. So if you're if you're actually planning to watch this like I am, Bubs, what are your actual expectations for that show? Aside from the production, what do you want to see that would make you as a fan go, damn, that's cool, that's different, I'm tuning in next week. Honestly, and I've, I've said this every single episode on the lead-up to the show, is that I just want to see the storyline start to develop. And I know when I say that, everyone goes, well, why aren't you watching Being the Elite? Well, because that, is that on the pay-per-view? Mm. Has, is that, like, Watching being the elite, you have to go out of your way. You you don't you shouldn't have to go out of your way to understand what's going on on the television shows. So hopefully, I see some solid storylines start to ve- start to develop. Mm-hmm. And I I'm hoping it's not just two hours of just straight wrestling. You know, yes, it's a wrestling show. I get that, but we don't always come just for the wrestling. Right, we, we come for 
heel versus face. We come for the champion walking around with the title and being good guy or bad guy. We come with new yeah. feuds that we weren't expecting. Sipping a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, a little bit of the bubbly as well. Like we, we're com- we come to see the stars that are on AEW. They have big names on that brand, and I'd like to see them used. I'd like to see some of the uh, the younger kind of... I want to see feuds develop. I want to see... You know, people get punched in the mouth or slapped in the face or right. told that you're stupid or something. It's going to be exciting, and we get we officially get to ask each other every Thursday, hey, did you watch All Elite Wrestling Dynamite last night on TNT? Because they, they've gone forward with, with the official, official naming about five hours WCW ago. WCW Nitro Jr. is what it should be called. Wow, that's harsh to say because I don't think that that's the intention is to draw off of Nitro, really. Probably not, but it's too close of a comparison to make. And that's the last thing that they need be that close to to a brand like WCW. They need to separate themselves. Wednesday Night Dynamite just sounds kind of catchy, in a way. Okay. And, you, okay, now that you just said that, that does kind of... Yeah. I do like that. That okay. does have a right to it. It okay. does, and I think it's it's there's an edge of corniness though by just, using just the word on its dynamite. own. Like AEW Dynamite to me sounds terrible. It does, but when you call it Wednesday Night Dynamite, yeah, that sounds really good. It does. It sounds better, and I'm hoping that we kind of hear that and see that more because I've seen in the last three hours basically AEW Dynamite or um, All Elite Dynamite, All Elite Wrestling oh, Dynamite, awful. and and it doesn't sound good yet. I'm we might grow to love it, of course, but just right now, I'm really going Stay back to when just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, just like Monday Nitro, like did. eight or eight or ten months ago when they first started leaking some of the real ideas for what their show was going to be, and Dynamite was on that list. We all kind of bashed it at first, and then we all, the you know, the Twitterverse pretty much came to the conclusion that Wednesday Night Dynamite actually has a ring to it, and if we can hear that more, then that's going to be something that's going to catch us because Wednesday Night Dynamite, you rhyme it, and it just. That, that's everyone loves climbing it's catchy it is it's it's simplistic it's catchy and they everything seems to be going in the right direction now bubs we wanted I, I, to go ahead i want to just throw this out there mm-hmm. you talked about coming talking on thursdays and being like did you watch aew i i can't wait to be like hey what show was better nxt or aew like that conversation is going to be so much fun to have here in just a couple weeks Yes, in literally three, two and a half weeks, we're gonna we're gonna yes. be able to do that. And I like I like that you bring that up because it's going to give us something that we really haven't had, and that's I think true wrestling comparison. Now, I don't, it's not not to compare them to really say who's better and who's trash, but to actually since they're going head to head, this was created for this reason. This is what they wanted us to do was to compare. Which the one did you like better this what, week? Ron, yeah, what did you like better? I'm gonna like both of them. I'm, I'm gonna find good stuff on both shows. But now we get to say no. The NXT champion's a hell of a lot better than the AEW champion. The AEW tag scene is a hell of a lot better than what's going on in NXT right now. And we've got to have. The Champs, I will be. You don't okay please, don't it. write that check just yet because we'll we'll talk about some of the tag team tournament stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Okay, because that that's going to be something to develop. We're really going to get to have a good conversation about the initial title scene and some of those early feuds and or tournaments or whatever AEW is going to do to build out the rest of the roster as far as feuds and tag teams and 
and all that stuff go, Bubs, because it's it's okay. going to be good shit. Now, we wanted to have this conversation that we started talking before we we were recording. AEW is a touring company. They've already right. they've already established. I think their first three or four TV locations throughout the the Northeast section, Philadelphia, Boston, I think DC, of course. Great wrestling towns. Right, big big cities. Philadelphia is a is yes. a hot hotbed for wrestling. So Austin is too. They are picking um, larger arenas, and even their next pay per view, um, Full Gear, is at the Royal. I forget the Royal something arena. It holds about Royal four, Rumble. It holds. <laughs> it holds about <laughs> fourteen thousand people to capacity. So, and that doesn't include floor seating. So, that's a lot of people. Nice. They're going to fill it out because they've sold out everything else. So we can count that up initially. They will, yes. They will, yes. So the conversation is going to become, and I think it's something we can talk about now, is NXT is has been, and for good reason, been devoted to full sell because there has yes. never been a bad crowd in full sell wow. ever. You can't find it. It doesn't Such exist. Such a crowd. And there's, I don't need, what is the capacity? Is it 1,000 people? 500? 800? It's something. It's around there. I want to say 500. It's small, but... um. Yes. The point is, is that if let's let's run the, the the table real quick. Let's say that AEW is successful and they keep being able to kind of fill out these arenas that are in the ten thousand to to fourteen thousand capacity. Does NXT have to in, kind of engage the idea of touring the brand and going to some of these larger arenas to make actual revenue, considering it's a TV show now? See, the thing with that is. And that's a that's a good question that you bring up the whole revenue thing. Now, it already I don't think cost as much to make an episode of NXT, mm-hmm. and USA Network is paying them for that shows, so I don't think that's an issue. Okay. Now, we talked about this, and I'm under the umbrella of NXT should stick with full sale for the very reason you brought up. The crowd is always so good, and it's a very dedicated crowd, and it's a very smart crowd. By smart, I mean it cheers the faces. Mm-hmm. It boos the – it understands wrestling. So they do what you want a wrestling crowd to do. It gets excited for big moments. It cheers the faces. It boos the heels, uh, and it's always so loud and raucous. Very. Now, I think – I don't think NXT should fall into the trap of becoming a touring brand and they have to hit up these big arenas like Raw and SmackDown does. If they do tour, they should stick with smaller venues that hold maybe 5,000, 4,500 people at the most is what they should stick with. Okay. Because they're, they're going to they're gonna get the money from USA. That's not a problem. And they need the product to look and sound the best that it can, and I think that's what Full Cell offers them. And it it holds under. It's two still developmental. So oh, don't say that. No, it's not. That'll that'll piss well, off some folks. It will, but that it's still developmental. Okay, it's even though there's talk of Kevin Owens going to NXT. Yes, the feud with Shane McMahon for one final send off for Shane McMahon. <laughs> Full Cell holds no more than two thousand, depending on the setup. It holds genuinely. Uh, 1,200 to 1,600 NXT uh, people for their normal tapings. 
So that's a small, intimate crowd. NXT now, people. NXT people, the full sailors, if you will. <laughs> I think that the the image will become important over the next year. It won't for a while, but what I mean by that is the NXT TakeOver events that happen in actual basketball arenas that are holding twelve to 16,000 people, those images... Those are special. Those are. The, those, those are special, and those images are very strong. If AEW is able to go into some of these arenas with larger crowds, somewhere, you know, the thousands of crowds, and put that image on TV, and you compare the what one looks like on TNT to what one looks like on, on uh, AEW or vice versa, the, the casual might think, well, look at this one on TNT. Look at that one. Oh, they have 12,000 people for this this week. And, 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 and NXT has a very dark arena, and I can see the first eight rows of seats. I think that the image will play a big role in this versus how what NXT, what NXT wants to be perceived as. Is it the loudness of the crowd and how they're reacting? Because they will react amazingly. But yes. when, when will the numbers and the, 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 the camera that pulls away and pans throughout the whole arena, when will that matter versus the sound? Here's the thing, though. Will AEW be able to keep up that kind of audience? Will they be able to continue to sell out these venues once it becomes we, – we've mentioned this before – once it becomes – you see it all the time. Right now, AEW is selling out all these arenas because mm-hmm. you there's there's not a lot of content out there. It has to become oversaturated. Once that oversaturation happens, and it will happen, especially with a weekly television show, will they be able to keep that momentum going? Mm-hmm. Or will we start to see those numbers and live gates dwindle, and when you pan out to the crowd, there's a lot more empty seats than you would like. Right. Their first... You never run into that issue with the smaller venues right where, where it's it's safe and you you can guarantee you're going to be able to sell out your crowd i think that their first tour across the u.s is going to be they're going to be able to sell it every sell out every arena because the first time they right. go to go to middle america they go to the west coast they go to the pacific northwest all these kind of bigger cities that have been kind of dying and waiting to see an AEW show at least for the first time those are guarantees i think i think those are very safe shows but that'll end you know Definitely within a year, if they're doing yeah. weekly TV, there's not that many major cities in the U.S. So once that happens, I think once they start to repeat cities, I think that's where we're going to start to see some telling information and some numbers and those live gates. And if, if they're able to do it, that's going to be amazing. That, that means that they've developed storylines and a, like a whole package of content that people want to go and see again and again and again like you do at NXT. So that's what I hope happens. I don't right. know when I don't know when that'll happen. It's kind of an, again a wait and see project as this thing has been since they were a t-shirt company. So if we just wait it out, I think we're going to see some good shit and some real competition talks are going to be nice. But here's here's something. ECW was and a loved brand, correct? It was. And they ran the same two or three venues. Yes, All the they, time. They never left New York, Philadelphia area except for pay-per-view stuff occasionally. Exactly. And their biggest issue was with money because they never got a legit TV deal. Mm-hmm. NXT has a legit TV deal. Right. They have the money that they need. So I think if they stick to their known commodities, just like what ECW did – you're going to have great television, great crowds, great crowd reactions, no matter what. Mm-hmm. 
and to, to pull up a, a tweet about some of this information that we had talked about, I think a couple weeks ago, was I, I asked everyone out there that was a, a fan what they wanted to see AEW pull off per year as far as, far as number of pay-per-views per year. Because that, that easily adds to you know that, that saturation, like you mentioned a minute ago, was how often are these things being conducted, right? And the majority of folks want to yes. see, see nine of them per year. And I think that's a solid number. I don't want to see four a year. I want to see more than what NXT no. does. I don't. I certainly don't want to see fifteen or twelve. I don't need one. God, every, no, that's need, too much. No, I, don't I hate need it. One every every four weeks, maybe every six to eight weeks. I think will be nice because yeah, every want, two two months. That's yeah, fine. Longer that's builds. That's plenty of time to exactly builds to bring in the feuds and get people's actual attention back on the product again instead of you know gearing up for oh damn Clash of Champions is around the corner. All right, let's change gears, bubs, and talk about Clash of Champions. You know, that shit becomes very difficult, and the desire for it kind of falls off a little bit. So I think it's it's going to be telling, and it's going to be pretty good to see. Yeah, and it's one of those things. I'm just ready for it to start. I'm ready for weekly television to happen so we can see what we can truly expect from AEW. Now to shift gears a little bit, talking about more television um smackdown switch to fox comes with a huge announcement two actually huge announcements one the brand draft is happening and also we have our first major title match on smackdown television between the wwe champion kofi kingston and the challenger the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. Brock's reaction. What are your thoughts on that? The crowd reaction to Brock when he came out tells the story about why Brock Lesnar's allowed it's to. Why. He he hasn't wrestled on television in ten or something years like that. It's it's ridiculous. He doesn't have to, and he's he proves us wrong every time when we say I'm tired yes. of Brock Lesnar. I I don't want him to be Universal Champion anymore. Get him off my TV. Although all that was true when we both said it. We still there's a little bit of us once like oh, I can't. I wonder when Brock's going to come back. I wonder what Brock's next feud is going to be because there's value in him, and there is certainly value in him being on SmackDown TV for that first show, challenging the Uber babyface Kofi yes. against against the dreaded strong champ, the monster heelish beast who can walk around and do whatever he wants. That storyline, that feud is already made just by the two characters. You don't even have to do much. Kofi's been no. Kofi has been built. My God, he is strong, and he's this babyface character. And Brock can just walk around doing what he wants. I'm already invested in it just by them closing the show with Brock Lesnar. And and I'm about to make you even more invested. Okay. So here here's my kind of scenario that I would roll with if I was in charge. Okay, this is this is how I would look at. Um. So you have your match between Brock. And a lot of people are going to hate this, but Brock wins. Okay. And I think how I would book it is Brock would absolutely beat down Kofi, like hurt him, which would lead to his new David brethren, Big E, coming and just with, with fire and fury, just having this look like of just pure anger just staring at Brock Lesnar to close out the show. And that leads to 
a feud of Brock Lesnar versus Big E. <sighs> right? Okay, now, we've, we've talked about the Big E stuff before, so you know I like that. But... Keep him. At, this is keeping him as a baby face. Yeah, to a it is. This is. This could be his big coming out party. I think the only flaw, the only flaw I see in that is that okay. Kofi, that, that negates the strength of how Kofi's been built. If Kofi doesn't get a, a rematch or doesn't get to stay invested in the feud any longer, that kind of takes away from what he's done since WrestleMania. So I would want him to maybe be involved okay. a little bit or to maybe in front of the Kofi feud or the Biggie feud with Brock to not be so immediate. But I would okay. love it because we haven't really had that big, strong character that goes up against Brock since Goldberg and Goldberg we didn't get a real feud with that really meant nothing so if if I can't have Braun Strowman I'm sure as hell liked it, it to be Big E because I mean you, you just took the titles and they were the tag team champ right so much is so much is <laughs> I want to make sure I have this right and so they're cleared up. Big E is cleared up for a singles push. Mm-hmm. And what better way? And, and you're right. Maybe it doesn't happen immediately. Maybe that beatdown that takes place is during rematch. You know? But I want to have Brock hurt Kofi. Mm-hmm. Kayfabe, of course. Just hurt Kofi. And Big E goes out for revenge. Finally putting Big E really in the spotlight because it's been teased a little bit for a, for a little while now. And he's shown in the ring. He's you know faced off against a lot of great competitors. He needs something that separates him and makes him stand away from the New Day a little bit as a group because the group, they, they protect each other. So in a way, it yes. kind of makes them all look a little weaker because they rely upon the group, you know, the strength in numbers scenario. So... Anything that he can do to step away from that and, and prove his strength would be great. Whether or not that means a title run, I don't know. I don't really know what this long-term goal with that would be. But well, it, I don't think he has to win the title, mm-hmm. but just to have you with Brock, and he puts kind of Brock on notice. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't have to. Let's say, you know, let's say Kofi loses, and he has a rematch, and he tells the New Day, look, look, don't be there. I can do this on my own. I can take him. You know, I've been champ for this long. I have what it takes. Yeah. And then he has no help. So Brock just tosses him around and takes advantage of there being no help from the New Day. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just just an idea. That's how I would would book this. That's something you've been thinking about, and I like it. And you... I don't want to. And I would. Wouldn't you watch weekly if that if yes. that was kind of the story they were going with with would, with their main championship? I would because one Brock is going to be a draw for me again for a little while until he until you know the Brock stick gets kind of old, which it will again. But it, it's yeah. it's something to get invested in, and it's something kind of new to see Biggie on that stage, just as it was for Kofi. You know. Late last year, the beginning of this year, prior to WrestleMania, Kofi was new in that scene. He'd never been in the main event scene before like that. So if that's what they're going to keep doing is kind of giving us teases or actually putting 
different folks in the main event scene in a very real way, then that will draw me in as a fan because that's underdog shit 101. And I, even though it's Big E, he's an underdog to Brock Lesnar. So there's something there's something to buy there. There's something to believe in. And I like it, Bubs. You don't have to try to sell me on it because I'm right there with you. I just I, I want and, Kofi and to now be they just... protected a little more. Right. Well, he's been protected since the beginning of the year, really. He mm-hmm. hasn't. Dude hasn't lost. Yeah. No. Um, and now they just turn or seemingly turn Daniel Bryan face. Yeah, that seems to be the thing because the Bludgeon Brothers reunite, which I fucking love Luke Harper. I'm, so I'm a big fan of that. I'm, I'm excited but to talk about Remember that when they once. were talking about Luke Harper leaving WWE? Yeah, as they talk. Now he's smashing their top heel. <laughs> yeah, just like Rusev was leaving and now he's the father of Maria Canellis' baby. So <laughs> That's so there, stupid. There's stuff there to talk That's about awful. too. But, Bob, I, I, I need to know your opinion because we talked about okay. SmackDown main event scene. The Fiend versus Seth Rollins in oh, a Hell in a Cell match. Put the title on The Fiend we, and let him run with we it. We had discussed possibly never putting a title on Bray Wyatt again because the character doesn't need it, and The Fiend doesn't need it. But if, if they decide to go with but this, because needs it. Well, they do, and Seth Rollins has been stale for a while. He's he's done oh, nothing bad, but he's done nothing great since taking that title. He's a much better heel than he is a face. He is. That's starting to show he is, he's on that Randy Orton category, just like you call Randy Orton, and I agree with that. <laughs> if this is where they're going, a title around Bray Wyatt and or the Fiend character seems to be quite an aggressive mood cause, move because he's a, he's a gimmick, Bubs. He is a true gimmick. Is that what they want to do? But, I mean, The Undertaker was a true gimmick, right? Yes. And he was given the title pretty quick. Um, I mean, it, it makes... And he's, he's the best thing going on Raw right now. So why not just dedicate the entire show around him? Everybody tunes like, in for a Firefly Funhouse and to watch what happens with him. So I want to yes. see what he does... Yeah, me too. And because we're so excited about this, they're not going to... Well, he can't lose. He can't be pinned. He can't. Not by Seth. Not by Seth Rollins. Not this early on. And if they're going to be in a hell in a cell, that mostly makes us all believe that that we're not going to have outside interference. So, And it's an ODQ match, obviously. So how does something like this end? Do they debut the fiends burned alive brother no, that he that we, killed one day it was wait what wrong we, we don't we don't get that <laughs> i think but i just okay. wanted to bring it up because i think it's an interesting conversation and they because they, they've they've thrown him right into the main event scene after he, yes. what he did to finn and what he's done to all the legends since then that have been on tv he's even had a squash mash Torches that have been happening. Right. He's he's gotten all that out of the way. You know I'm excited for it. So I've just it's gonna be very that's already got me interested in Hell in a Cell. So if if that's what we're gonna get and we're gonna and we're already leading up through Survivor series, I'm excited for that too. If that's what we're gonna get, I'm very excited, Bubs, because wrestling is hot and my favorite dude's involved in serious shit. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And we do want to thank the guys from Powerslam TV for supporting the show. And we want to pass on to you guys, our listeners, the ability to go check out Powerslam TV and all of the content that they have on there. You heard well over 4,000 hours. It's very true with a lot of different promotions from all around the world, a lot of good stuff, a lot of classic stuff that goes back even years, decades really at this point. So go to powerslam.tv, sign up, use our code collar elbow free. That's collar elbow free. Use that. You're going to get a free month on that code. There's no hassles there. It's not, it's not a gimmick that they're pulling over on anybody. You can cancel that at any time. Check it out. Hopefully you'll like it. I've liked it. I'm supporting it. I recommend it. Go check it out. Now, one last topic I want to get into tonight, pups. And <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a smooth transition, but we're talking about the finals of the greatest game of all time bracket. And, you know, talking about Hell in a Cell and debuts of Burned Alive Brothers. Have finals, which is the one and two matchup of Undertaker and Kane. Yes. Ups. And honestly, I did not see this blowout coming in the final. I love both of these guys. I think one guy's gimmick is way better than the other. However, one guy had a much better career than the other, so mm. he got. A major lacking. <laughs> what were the what were the final numbers? The final numbers: uh, the one seed Undertaker beats the two seed Kane, eighty six to fourteen. God. So that's that's Jeez. really strong. And like I said when we first initially tried to record this episode, was that I think a lot of the, our voters were really voting on the guy with the better career because that's really what it looks like when you put Kane up against the Undertaker. The Undertaker had the better career. He's got the better resume. Oh, yes. He's, he's more revered. He's, he's a, a, a longer tenured. All these great things. He's not a mayor, though. So. Right, and he's not a former uh, 24-7 champ like, uh, I like Glenn, J- Glenn Jacobs was. Not Kane, excuse me. Glenn Jacobs is a 24-7 champ, not Kane. So that might not count for him, actually. So, um, yeah. Interesting stuff, he was- though. <laughs> He was 24 hour or 24/7 champ about as long as he was WWF champion when he won <laughs> when he won at King of the Ring. <laughs> he lost it like 22 hours later. Uh, yeah, he lost it that next day. awful. Um, uh, but yeah, that is an anticlimactic end to the greatest gimmick bracket. Now, we would love to know what your ideas are for our next big time collar and elbow wrestling bracket which we will hopefully come to a conclusion on and get get some get some seeds out there to you so you can vote on so please go on twitter at cae wrestling and let us know what you want to see in future brackets 
let us know what you think about the Wednesday Night War coming up. It's big. This is this is one of the best times, if not the best time ever, to be a wrestling fan. So let's get together and let's let's start making wrestling fun, guys. You know we've got got so much to talk about, so much going on. I cannot wait, Bubs, for more live pro wrestling. Really, that's all I got to say. So, guys, as always, hit us up, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Let's do this together. Let's grow the show together because together we can make wrestling great again. Thank you.